Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Sarah. And Sarah, you're English, but you live in Copenhagen, right? That's right. Yes. And you love living in Copenhagen, right? I do love Copenhagen. Yeah, it's my favorite place. <laughs> okay, and so what, what is it about it that, that you love so much? So I think one of the things I love about Copenhagen is that it has everything that you would like from a big city in terms of cafes and culture, music, theatre, places to go out, museums, things to see. Um, and it has none of the stress of a really big capital city like London or Paris or Madrid. Um, it's a place where they discourage using cars. So, um, so it means it's not polluted. It means that public transport is good. And it's still quite a small city, even though it's a capital city. So you can use a bicycle and still get from one side of town to the other quite quickly. And so it has all the convenience of a slightly smaller town, but it has all the excitement of a big city. So right. that's what I like about it. So it's kind of the perfect combination. And how long have you lived there? Um, four and a half years now. Okay. And you originally went for a job or you just had a job that you, you wanted to go there anyway and then the job came up? So a little bit of both, yes. I um, I went there for a short-term job um, just for three months uh, in 2011 and fell in love with the city and it happened that a job became vacant uh, where I was working. So I applied for it and got it and moved there to take up my job in 2012. All right. And then if I have this right, you actually hated the job. <laughs> <laughs> and quit the job, but stayed in Copenhagen. Yeah, that's right. So um, the job didn't go very well, unfortunately, um, which was a shame. But um, I managed to leave the job and still stay in Copenhagen and make um, make a career for myself there um, without too much difficulty. So it meant that I could stay there and and yeah have the life that I designed for myself really which is quite a lucky position to be in and so it seems like with with these nordic countries or scandinavian countries they have this model which is really amazing in terms of, of the political system and a city like copenhagen you know every year when they when they have surveys saying what are the world's most livable cities mm. it's always one of the top in the top 10 or the yeah, top yeah. five um and so it seems like everybody envies the kind of system that they have but nobody else seems to copy it it's true, and that's actually quite interesting. Um, the system is one where the taxes are extremely high, and that's one of, I think that's one of the fundamental difficulties that other countries and other societies have with it, is that the tax, taxes are extremely high, but the services that you get from paying those taxes are extremely good. So it sort of goes to show that that, um, that social welfare system works extremely well, possibly better among smaller countries with smaller populations than it does in big countries. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's quite interesting. The other thing that's quite interesting in the Nordic countries is um, gender equality, which is, um, seems to be much better than in other places, um, even in other places in Europe. Uh, women are expected to go to work. Um, salaries tend to be more or less equal. 
uh, or at least equal pay for work of equal value. Um, there's a lot more flexibility in working hours for men and women. So there's an equal role in parenting for men and women. Um, for example, Parliament has stopped voting after 4pm because 4pm is when kindergarten and school finishes and everyone is expected to go and pick up their children from school. So um, Parliament has, in order to encourage young parliamentarians and women parliamentarians, they've stopped voting after 4pm um, because they said if we vote on important things in the middle of the night, the only people who can be there are old men in suits. Um, everyone else has got families to look after and children to look after. So um, so they kind of create their society in such a way as to make it easy um, for men and women to be equal, to make it easy for um, for you to take um, ecologically friendly transport, for it to be yeah, for it to be easy to do all of those things that are healthy and sort of good for your well being, which is a lovely situation to be in. And you think that the people who live there or who are from there, they appreciate that, or they realise that it's a almost a special kind of place that they have. I think they possibly do from the point of view that they're told about it a lot from my external parties who sort of say gosh this is really interesting and this works um i think the people who travel and go and live abroad or work abroad realize that you know they have a pretty good standard of living in the nordic countries um they have a good work-life balance which in other parts of uh of western europe and certainly in the united states we don't have so much um yeah, most people finish work at four o'clock. Um, the family is a very um, close-knit community and most families spend a lot of time together. Whereas I think we find, certainly in the UK, that that happens less now. People work late, people work weekends. You don't get much holiday time together. Children after school will probably go home. Everyone will eat their dinner in a separate room. Um, somebody will be watching TV, somebody will be working, somebody will be going out somewhere. Whereas they have a very sort of, yeah, they have um, put a lot of importance on, on family unity, which is also quite an interesting element of that society. Yeah, for sure. And you're a bit of a linguist, um, so how's your Danish going? Iksagot, <laughs> um, which means not so good. <laughs> um, unfortunately for me and my language learning, everybody in Copenhagen speaks really good English. So it's very difficult to practice. And it doesn't make sense when somebody speaks very good English for me to be struggling in Danish <laughs> when we could have a perfectly easy conversation in English. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, no, it's it's interesting in 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 that way. Sometimes, you, but you must also be mistaken for a Danish person uh, when you're when you're going to a shop or something like that. Sure, because I kind of look. I mean, um, when I first moved there, my hair was blonder than it is now. <laughs> Um, for not natural reasons um, and so I did look even more Danish than I look now but um, yeah blue eyes fair skin and um, so people sort of look at me and they're not sure but the problem with with Danish language is the pronunciation is quite special and as soon as I open my mouth to speak Danish it becomes immediately obvious from my pronunciation however hard I try that I'm not Danish and so they switch instantly into English. Okay. And so if you had a weekend in, in Copenhagen where you had no plans, what would be the kind of things that you would like to do? Oh, okay. Well, it would depend really on whether it was winter or summer because you get two very different experiences. 
But if it was the summer, um, I would take a canal tour, a boat tour, which goes around the harbour and around the canals around Copenhagen. And you can see all the sights from the water, which is a different angle than you would see them um, walking around town. I would rent a bicycle and I would um, ride around the centre of town because that is mostly pedestrianised and close to cars. So you can ride your bike, but um, you can't drive around there. I would go... um, to the Royal Palace and see the changing of the guard at lunchtime because that's quite interesting. Um, And then I'd probably go for Danish pastry um, because the the pastries and cakes in Denmark are particularly special. I'd go for a swim because you can swim in the very centre of Copenhagen. Um, There's a wonderful um, part of the harbour where you can just jump straight into the water in the middle of town. Wow. <laughs> when you've done your shopping, you can go and have a nice swim. It's quite cold, but if it's a sunny day, then it's a refreshing experience. Um, I would go for um, a smørbrød, which is the traditional Danish open sandwich. Um, it's a very traditional um, meal that they have at lunchtime uh, with rye bread and herrings or smoked salmon. It's quite a light lunch, but it's um, but yeah, it's a tasty lunch. And if it was the winter, I would probably go to the opera house because the opera is open in the winter and they do some fantastic uh, performances and the Christmas markets, which are also really special. Okay, so thank you very much for telling us all about Copenhagen. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.